Welcome to Restoring Immunity. You're here listening to a Jimmo Pet episode. I'm recording today with my colleague and dear friend, Susie Killian, who is an expert on using Jimmos for all of our furry friends. Susie, welcome. So happy to have you here. Thank you, Lauren. It's really good to be here and with everyone. Susie, I limited that to furry friends. Um, do you have experience with other pets as well? Oh, um, I have some horse cases. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think, have I done? I think that's probably it for now. Dogs, cats, and now horses. <laughs> Very good. Someday I'm going to have to share um, my chicken story on here with you. And yes. <laughs> Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, no, no animal should, can be excluded from the magic no. of gemos. <laughs> no, no. I think we, we probably do have a lot to also offer those with birds. But for yes. our practical purposes here, folks, we're talking about dogs and cats today <laughs> and possibly horses. And we're going to take a look at two extracts that are beautiful boosting extracts for the function of the central nervous system. In the last few episodes, we've been talking about a group of extracts that I like to refer to as harmonizers. They're balancing. Um, if something's working too hard, they slow it down. If it needs to, to increase, it, it, it boosts it. So it, it, they're harmonizing and, and you can't over harmonize um, an organ. What we're talking about now are boosting extracts. I refer to them as tonics, but I know that word sometimes um, is confusing to folks. And the two that we use frequently for pets are silver birch seed. And I want, want to be really clear, we're talking about the seed, not the bud or the sap. Um, very generous tree, silver birch is, but yes. today it's about the seed and then <laughs> sea buckthorn. And Susie, I'm going to get us started with silver birch seed. Okay. And Let's do it. this is an extract we've used often with um, anywhere from children from 18 months through geriatric cases. It is an amazing um, tonic booster for the central nervous system, particularly for the brain. And um, what uh, I want to underscore about this extract, though, because it is a very different action than C. buckthorn, is this extract is nutrition for the brain. It works on um, supporting the structure of the brain. It is not a protectant. It's not a restorative um, extract. It's nutrition. And so it's feeding the brain and helping it um, do all the amazing things it does. Now, that doesn't mean it wouldn't be useful in aging pets um, who are struggling with cognitive issues. It does, and, but it can be useful at all ages um, 
as um, a support to brain health. It's really like vitamins for the brain. So Susie, why don't you share with us how you've been using silver birch seed and how you see that in your practice? Yeah, sure. Um, I, I I have used it in some specific instances for sure. Um, I feel like um, it can be really useful in situations where it, it can where the nervous system is really um, can be a little um, disorganized, I guess, mm -hmm. shall I say. And so it, it's not like I want to or we're wanting to bring an animal out of a sort of um, shutdown state, but they are already sort of activated. But we want to just maybe, you know, smooth it out a little bit, yeah. right? Organize that uh, action a little bit. So I feel like silver birch seeds can kind of help an animal move through maybe a more fight or flight sympathetic state and kind of into a more, um, you know, organized state where they're mobilized, but it's it's just a little more, bit more relaxed. So I have used it in situations where um, animals have been on a lot of drugs, you know, oh, neurotoxic excellent. drugs, where just as you were mentioning, I, I, I think that, and you can speak to this, Lauren, that perhaps the silver birch seeds is really working on the structure that mm -hmm. was most likely affected from mm -hmm. A, a central nervous system neurotoxin, which I mean, we know so many animals are are on those and have been exposed to those. Yeah, yeah. Included in that would be toxins just in, in people's landscaping. And oh yeah, oh gardens, definitely right? those. That Roundup, which is so prevalent, um, sure. Is a big one, and and yeah, that definitely affects the nervous system. So flea medications, um, you know, drugs of any sort, even you know, animals that have gone under anesthesia. So I think situations like that um, afterwards, you know, could potentially be good. Um, you mentioned older animals. Mm -hmm. um, I think for sure it can help with memory issues and and poor attention span but you know that could apply to younger animals as well so there's many many younger think of like a real young dog that's just woo all over the place and maybe we just want to kind of help support that um you know the the focus a little bit mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. when we're trying to teach teach them things and i think silver birch sap can be really useful in that situation. What do you think, Lauren? Yeah, I just want to catch, I think you said sap and I want to make I'm sure- I'm sorry, seeds. Oh my yeah. gosh, yes, seeds. Seeds. <laughs> I, seeds. I do, seeds. Susie, and, and you know, um, what was coming to me while I was listening to you and I had never really thought about this, is it's something that maybe doesn't have to be taken every day, mm. but it could just be given ongoing like once a week as a support for the brain throughout the, the lifespan of a pet. Um, there, you mentioned many specific cases where surely it's useful, 
every day for that for a period but if we just wanted to use it as a brain food perhaps once or twice a week might be a good idea that is brilliant lauren yeah <laughs> and that's why we love you <laughs> yeah that's actually that sounds really good that sounds perfect i'm going to try that see i haven't done that yet I've kind of used it and I've used it for a time period, but that really sounds like it could make good sense for sure. Yeah, especially, you know, especially in a situation with aging animals to right. just give them that little, you know, ongoing nutrition for the brain. Yeah, that's um, really, that's perfect. I like that, yeah. And you did share several excellent examples, Susie, of cases it should be used daily. And I, I think um, I may not have mentioned this earlier, but silver birch seed is an adaptogen, um, an adaptogen to stress. We talked in an earlier episode about oat that is also an adaptogen, meaning, you know, it picks up the game when times are tough. So in the circumstances you've been talking about with medic exposure to medications or toxins, um, or in, um, uh, in aging animals, when there is some failure to cognitive function, we need to be clear that it will need another extract with it. This is the, the brain food you're giving it, and then we need another extract to support the regeneration of healthy cells. Um, Silver birch seed, you know, Susie, this is another idea. See, that's why I love doing these podcasts with you is silver birch seed protects dopamine levels. Oh, yes. So pets that are getting a little lethargic and need a little go power or they um, are aging and or depressed for any reasons we've talked about that as well that um you know looking at oats for depression and it could be oats and silver birch seed might make a really nice pair for a pet going through some depression with a home change or something along that line what's coming up for you with all this oh, rambling i'm doing yes absolutely you know what came up for me um is a situation if we could almost extrapolate and this it's a little it's a little extreme but you mentioned the adaptogenic effects and so what i was just what came to me is if we think of a person essentially with shifting of moods mm -hmm. alternation of moods um that happens with animals as well and sure. so it's i think because of its adaptogenic ability i think when you we come across animals that have rapidly shifting moods that could be akin to bipolar. I mean, if we're extrapolating for animals, but there's that alternation of going into what we can view as what we would say a, a depressive sort of state. Mm -hmm. And that mm -hmm. alternates with, you know, a more say hyperactive state. I mm -hmm. think um, that this could work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you think that makes oh, sense? Oh, I think so. I like that. I like that idea quite a bit. Wonderful. Well, I think yeah. that gives gives folks some a, a nice menu of ways that 
silver birch seed might be able to be used with their pets. Any, mm -hmm. anything, any final thoughts on that? I think it, I mean, I think we've covered some good instances. I, I think, I think it may be even OCD behaviors mm. it can be used for, which yeah. we do see a lot in pets, just that, you know, gnawing on themselves and, sure. and that sort of thing um, that this might be of help. And yeah, maybe some deeper, phobias you know that civil bird seeds you know combined with with something else would be a good idea yeah i think there's lots of ways to go i mean i think if you're just thinking about something that's helping the brain um it's not a bad go-to you know and then sure. combining it yeah with with other ones that we will talk about i think um you'll get some good nice nice responses from it beautiful beautiful both of these um, um, tonics or boosting extracts should follow a course of one of the extracts or several of the extracts that you've chosen for your pet that was harmonizing. Um, but there also isn't any rules about combining a harmonizing extract with a tonifying extract. So right. um, although, um, I, we both see some particular ways that the, this generally plays out. I really want to give pet owners the opportunity, as you've mentioned in other episodes, to use your intuition and form your own relationship with these extracts. And that way you can be selecting something that's quite appropriate for the moment in time. Now, I'd like to bring up one of my very favorite extracts, and um, that is sea buckthorn. And this is um, another um, boosting extract for brain health, for the central nervous system, and also very complementary to silver birch seed, where silver birch seed, as I mentioned, is a food, it's nutrition for the brain, supporting the structure of the brain. Sea buckthorn is a real workhorse. It gets in there. It's very protective. It has excellent antioxidant actions, cleaning free radicals from the brain. And, and um, in particular, and then also throughout the body and restoring healthy cell tissue. Very, very restorative um, extract. So, I can certainly see the two of them together, but um, see buckthorn all on its own has um, some wonderful qualities. Now, I can't help but mention this, given the season we're going into of winter, sea buckthorn is an excellent extract for folks that are affected by the darkness and the cold of winter, particularly as it stretches out through the season, or even on the onset. And I can't help but think some of our pets are affected by this as well. Um, and so keeping an eye on mood as the season changes would be important, but sea buckthorn is a beautiful boost. It was labeled by one of my early students as sunshine in a bottle, and that label certainly has stuck over the years. So Susie, I'll quit bragging about sea buckthorn and let you share <laughs> some of your experiences with it. 
Oh, well, it is uh, very accurate to say that it is sunshine in a bottle. I think this is one of um, everyone's favorites, actually, mm -hmm. <laughs> for sure. So, yeah, I mean, I really like sea buckthorn for a number of issues. And you hit upon one for sure already. Well, you hit upon more than one. But the seasonal changes, definitely. Definitely that affects pets. You know, we have so many animals that just crave the sunshine and they just bask in the sun. They love it. And so, you know, if people are living in parts of the country where once winter hits, it's dark and it's cold and there is no sunshine, I think that affects or has the potential to affect, you know, many pets. And, you know, it's so it hits on those seasonal changes. It definitely, definitely is an uplifter of mood and spirit. So when animals go through, as we do, we go through, right? We have off days. We have times where we're maybe a little more sad or we, you know, we're just not as high spirited. But of course we see that with the animals. Things, you know, they go through their nervous system changes as well. So. Mm -hmm. I think it's a beautiful, beautiful extract for really, I use it as like a, an uplifter of spirits. That's kind of what I say. And that's how I describe sure. it, you know? Sure. Yeah. Great examples, um, Susie. And, and I think it, it, it is a wonderful tool to have in your kit as, um, a, a guardian of these animals um, and and I think it's uh, it's important to um, remind everyone I'm thinking of this myself because I, about and I'm jumping around I apologize the thoughts are coming in quickly I want to remind folks about how you would start a new extract and how you would phase one in. Right now, we're talking about these central nervous system extracts that are taken in the morning, just once and a, a drop. But eventually you're going to build a protocol for your pet that covers central nervous system, autonomic nervous system, elimination, and anything else that seems to be of issue. So I'm thinking of my, um, beloved uh, Lucy at 13 years, and she's on a number of extracts. So let's be clear here. She's on five <laughs> extracts. And um, I would never change all of her extracts at once. Um, I, there is no way to know what might have um, set her off or set her on a downhill slope or um, aggravated her skin or what whatever would happen and so thinking um as i always do about what might be helpful for her next because at this old age i like to rotate i don't like to keep her on anything for more than about six to eight weeks at a time um I, i'm thinking okay i'll i'll pull change her central nervous system extract settle that in and then you know go from there Susie, I'm sure you advise along those same lines. Yeah, exactly. I kind of like to get a um, clear sort of assessment as to what each extract is mm -hmm. doing. So I, I do like to do them one at a time almost. You know, I, I do like to start with the harmonizers that we've spoken about, you know, first 
and give that its own time to really see how that's how the animal is responding to that. And then if we were going if we're going to bring in a second one, I would bring in a second one midday and then wait, you know, as, assess that and then kind of go from there with building any additional protocols. And then, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. If we're gonna think about switching, don't drop them both, sure. drop, 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 drop one, the thing, the one that you're thinking of, 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 of switching out and, and then, you know, slowly introduce it after being on the other one. Yeah, I, I think it, it is important to assess them individually for sure. Exactly. And this advice goes across the board to human um, pet uh, um, care caregivers, because my approach is quite minimalist. Um, and I like to see things in their clean um, state. What what is walnut do? What does silver birch seed do? Rather than um, putting together a protocol that tries to cover all the bases um, that uh, of my pet symptoms, let's use one at a time. And we never know the root of that symptom. And just by um, working with an extract for the central nervous system that improves communication, we can clear up amazing, um, an amazing list of symptoms across the board. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's very important to do it that way. Sure. sure. Welcome to Restoring Immunity. You're here listening to a Jimmo Pet episode. I'm recording today with my colleague and dear friend, Susie Killian, who is an expert on using Jimmo's for all of our furry friends. Susie, welcome, so happy to have you here. Thank you, Lauren, it's really good to be here and with everyone. Susie, I limited that to furry friends. Um, do you have experience with other pets as well? Oh, um, I have some horse cases. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think, have I done? I think that's probably it's for now dogs cats and now horses <laughs> very good someday i'm going to have to share um, my chicken story on here with you and yeah <laughs> uh, absolutely yeah, i mean no no animal should, can be excluded from the magic no. of gemos <laughs> no no i think we we probably do have a lot to also offer those with birds but for yes. our practical purposes here folks we're talking about dogs and cats today and possibly horses and we're going to take a look at two extracts that are beautiful boosting extracts for the function of the central nervous system. In the last few episodes, we've been talking about a group of extracts that I like to refer to as harmonizers. They're balancing. Um, if something's working too hard, they slow it down. If it needs to, to increase, it, it, it boosts it. So it, it, they're harmonizing and, and you can't over harmonize um, an organ. 
What we're talking about now are boosting extracts. I refer to them as tonics, but I know that word sometimes um, is confusing to folks. And the two that we use frequently for pets are silver birch seed. And I want, want to be really clear, we're talking about the seed, not the bud or the sap. Um, very generous tree, silver birch is, but yes. today it's about the seed. <laughs> and then sea buckthorn. And Susie, I'm going to get us started with silver birch seed. Okay. And this is an extract we've used often with um, anywhere from children from 18 months through geriatric cases. It is an amazing um, tonic booster for the central nervous system, particularly for the brain. And um, what I, I want to underscore about this extract though, because it is a very different action than C. buckthorn, is this extract is nutrition for the brain. It works on um, supporting the structure of the brain. It is not a protectant. It's not a restorative um, extract. It's nutrition. And so it's feeding the brain and helping it um, do all the amazing things it does. Now, that doesn't mean it wouldn't be useful in aging pets um, who are struggling with cognitive issues. It does, and but it can be useful at all ages um, as um, a support to brain health. It's really like vitamins for the brain. So Susie, why don't you share with us how you've been using silver birch seed and how you see that in your practice? Yeah, sure. Um, I, I I have used it in some specific instances for sure. Um, I feel like um, it can be really useful in situations where it, it can, where the nervous system is really, um, can be a little um, disorganized, I guess, shall I say. And so it, it's not like I want to, or, or we're wanting to bring an animal out of a sort of, um, shutdown state but they are already sort of activated but we want to just maybe you know smooth it out a little bit yeah. right organize that uh, action a little bit so I feel like silver birch seeds can kind of help an animal move through maybe a more fight or flight sympathetic state and kind of into a more um, you know, organized state where they're mobilized, but it's it's just a little more, bit more relaxed. So I have used it in situations where um, animals have been on a lot of drugs, you know, oh, neurotoxic drugs, where just as you were mentioning, I, I, I think that, and you could speak to this, Lauren, that perhaps the silver birch seeds is really working on the structure that was most likely affected from a, a central nervous system neurotoxin which i mean we know so many animals are are on those and have been exposed to those yeah yeah 
included in that would be toxins just in, in people's landscaping. And oh, yeah. Oh, garden, definitely right? those. That Roundup, which is so prevalent, um, sure. is a big one. And, and yeah, that definitely affects the nervous system. So flea medications, um, you know, drugs of any sort, even, you know, animals that have gone under anesthesia. So I think situations like that, um, afterwards you know could potentially be good um you mentioned older animals um i think for sure it can help with memory issues and and poor attention span but you know that could apply to younger animals as well so there's many many younger think of like a real young dog that's just woo all over the place and maybe we just want to kind of help support that, um, you know, the, the focus a little bit when when we're trying to teach teach them things. And I think Silver Birch Sap can be really useful in that situation. What do you think, Lauren? Yeah, I just want to catch. I think you said sap, and I want to make I'm sure. I'm sorry, seeds. Oh my yeah. gosh, yes, seeds. Seeds. <laughs> seeds. I, I do, seeds. Susie, and and you know. Um, what was coming to me while I was listening to you, and I had never really thought about this, is it's something that maybe doesn't have to be taken every day, but it could just be given ongoing, like once a week, as a support for the brain throughout the, the lifespan of a pet. Um, there, You mentioned many specific cases where surely it's useful every day for that, for a period. But if we just wanted to use it as a brain food, perhaps once or twice a week might be a good idea. That is brilliant, Lauren. Yeah. And that's why we love you. Yeah, that's actually, that sounds really good. That sounds perfect. I'm gonna try that. See, I haven't done that yet. I've kind of used it and I've used it for a time period but that really sounds like it could make good sense for sure. Yeah, especially, you know, especially in a situation with aging animals to right. just give them that little, you know, ongoing nutrition for the brain. Yeah, that's really, that's perfect. I like that, yeah. And, and you did share several excellent examples, Susie, of cases it should be used daily and I, I think um, I may not have mentioned this earlier but silver birch seed is an adaptogen um, an adaptogen to stress we talked in an earlier episode about oat that is also an adaptogen meaning you know it picks up the game when times are tough so in the circumstances you've been talking about with medic exposure to medications or toxins um, or in um, uh, in aging animals, when there is some failure to cognitive function, we need to be clear that it will need another extract with it. This is the the brain food you're giving it, and then we need another extract to support the regeneration of healthy cells. Um, Silver birch seed, you know, Susie, this is another idea. See, that's why I love doing these podcasts with you is silver birch seed protects dopamine levels. Oh, yes. 
So pets that are getting a little lethargic and need a little go power, or they um, are aging and or depressed for any reasons we've talked about that as well, that, um, you know, looking at oats for depression and it could be oats and silver birch seed might make a really nice pair for a pet going through some depression with a home change or something along that line what's coming up for you with all this rambling i'm doing yes absolutely you know what came up for me um is a situation if we could almost extrapolate and this it's a little it's a little extreme but you mentioned the adaptogenic effects and so what i was just what came to me is if we think of a person essentially with shifting of moods alternation of moods um, that happens with animals as well and so it's i think because of its adaptogenic ability i think when you we come across animals that have rapidly shifting moods that could be akin to bipolar i mean if we're extrapolating for animals but there's that alternation of going into what we can view as what we would say a a depressive sort of state Mm -hmm. and that alternates with you know a more say hyperactive state i Mm -hmm. think um that this could work yeah do you think that makes oh, sense? oh i think so i like that i like that idea quite a bit wonderful well i think yeah. that gives gives folks some a, a nice menu of ways that silver birch seed might be able to be used with their pets any mm-hmm. anything any final thoughts on that well, i think it i mean i think we've covered some good instances i i think i think maybe even ocd behaviors Mm. it can be used for which we do see a lot in pets just that you know gnawing on themselves and and that sort of thing um that this might be of help and yeah maybe some deeper phobias you know that civil bird seeds you know combined with with something else would be a good idea yeah, I think there's lots of ways to go. I mean, I think if you're just thinking about something that's helping the brain, um, it's not a bad go-to, you know, and then sure. combining it, yeah, with, with other ones that we will talk about, I think um, you'll get some good, nice, nice responses from it. Beautiful, beautiful. Both of these um, um, tonics or boosting extracts should follow a course of one of the extracts or several of the extracts that you've chosen for your pet that was harmonizing. Um, But there also isn't any rules about combining a harmonizing extract with a tonifying extract. So um, although I, we both see some particular ways that the, this generally plays out. I really want to give pet owners the opportunity, as you've mentioned in other episodes, to use your intuition and form your own relationship with these extracts. And that way you can be selecting something that's quite appropriate for the moment in time. Now, I'd like to bring up one of my very favorite extracts, and um, that is sea buckthorn. And this is um, another 
um, boosting extract for brain health, for the central nervous system, and also very complementary to silver birch seed, where silver birch seed, as I mentioned, is a food, it's nutrition for the brain, supporting the structure of the brain. Sea buckthorn is a real workhorse. It gets in there, it's very protective, it has excellent antioxidant actions, cleaning free radicals from the brain, and, and um, in particular, and then also throughout the body, and restoring healthy cell tissue. Very, very restorative um, extract. So I can certainly see the two of them together, but um, sea buckthorn all on its own has um, some wonderful Qualities. Now, I can't help but mention this, given the season we're going into of winter. Sea buckthorn is an excellent extract for folks that are affected by the darkness and the cold of winter, particularly as it stretches out through the season or even on the onset. And I can't help but think some of our pets are affected by this as well. Um, and so keeping an eye on mood as the season changes would be important but sea buckthorn is a beautiful boost it was labeled by one of my early students as sunshine in a bottle and that label certainly has stuck over the years so susie i'll quit bragging about sea buckthorn and let you share <laughs> some of your experiences with it well, it is uh, very accurate to say that it is sunshine in a bottle. I think this is one of um, everyone's favorites, actually, <laughs> for sure. So, yeah, I mean, I really like sea buckthorn for a number of issues. And you hit upon one for sure already. Well, you hit upon more than one. But the seasonal changes, definitely definitely that affects pets you know we have so many animals that just crave the sunshine and they just bask in the sun they love it and so you know if people are living in parts of the country where once winter hits it's dark and it's cold and there is no sunshine i think that affects or has the potential to affect you know many pets and you know it's so it hits on those seasonal changes it definitely, definitely is an uplifter of mood and spirit. So when animals go through, as we do, we go through, right? We have off days. We have times where we're maybe a little more sad or we don't know, we're just not as high spirited. But of course we see that with the animals. Things, you know, they go through their nervous system changes as well. So. I think it's a beautiful, beautiful extract for really, I use it as like a, an uplifter of spirits. That's kind of what I say and that's how I describe it, you know? Sure. Yeah. Great examples, um, Susie. And, and I think it, it, it is a wonderful tool to have in your kit as um, a, a guardian of these animals. Um, and, and I think it's, uh, it's important to um, remind everyone, I'm thinking of this myself, because I, 
about, and I'm jumping around, I apologize, the thoughts are coming in quickly. I want to remind folks about how you would start a new extract and how you would phase one in. Right now, we're talking about these central nervous system extracts that are taken in the morning just once and a, a drop. But eventually, you're going to build a protocol for your pet that covers central nervous system, autonomic nervous system, elimination, and anything else that seems to be of issue. So I'm thinking of my um, beloved uh, Lucy at 13 years, and she's on a number of extracts. So let's be clear here. She's on five extracts. And um, I would never change all of her extracts at once. Um, I, there is no way to know what might have um, set her off or set her on a downhill slope or um, aggravated her skin or what whatever would happen. And so thinking, um, as I always do, about what might be helpful for her next, because at this old age, I like to rotate. I don't like to keep her on anything for more than about six to eight weeks at a time. Um, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I'll, I'll pull, change her central nervous system extract, settle that in, and then, you know, go from there. Susie, I'm sure you advise along those same lines. Yeah, exactly. I kind of like to get a um, clear sort of assessment as to what each extract is doing. So I, I do like to do them one at a time almost, you know, I, I do like to start with the harmonizers that we've spoken about, you know, first and give that its own time to really see how that's, how the animal is responding to that. And then if we were going, if we're going to bring in a second one, I would bring in a second one midday and then wait, you know, as, assess that and then kind of go from there with building any additional protocols. And then, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. If we're gonna think about switching, don't drop them both. Drop, 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 drop one, the thing, the one that you're thinking of, of, of switching out and, and then, you know, slowly introduce it after being on the other one. Yeah, I, I think it, it is important to assess them individually for sure. Exactly. And this advice goes across the board to human um, pet um, care caregivers because my approach is quite minimalist um, and I like to see things in their clean um, state. What what does walnut do? What does silver birch seed do? Rather than um, putting together a protocol that tries to cover all the bases um, that of, of my pet symptoms, let's use one at a time and we never know the root of that symptom. And just by um, working with an extract for the central nervous system that improves communication, we can clear up amazing, um, an amazing list of symptoms across the board. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's very important to do it that way. Sure. Sure. So Susie, it looks like we have covered all the extracts for now that we 
are commonly using for the central nervous system. And when we get uh, started back up again, we will lead the way into the autonomic nervous system. Extracts that work with that system that's coordinating all the sensory information coming in and the functions such as digestion and breathing and heart rate that happen automatically and yet we are so immensely affected by in our daily lives. Absolutely. Yes, I look forward to that because what applies to us applies to our animals 100%. That is so true. So thanks, Susie, and thanks, listeners. I want to direct you to our show notes. I'd love to have you browse around on my website, learn a little bit more about gymotherapy, take a look at our store, and you'll also find contact information for Susie should you be interested in a consult for your pet.